Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratos Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real-life examples of the good, the bad, and sometimes wild in marketing. I remember the first few years of being in business and just wondering what was working and what was not working for other people. There's something about doing marketing for other people, which I feel extremely confident in. But when I wanted to do my own marketing, I started questioning whether I was doing the right thing or not. I think it's a common problem that we all face. Uh, sometimes we're too close to our own goods or services to really, truly like be able to describe how they solve people's problems. Sometimes it's hard to create messaging when you are so close to it. And that's really because we're breathing it day in and day out. I think sometimes even for me, especially with social media, when people want us to give a tips or presentation, I like sometimes feel paralyzed, honestly, because I'm like, do people know that or do people not know that? And so it's good to obviously for me to know where people are at before I start a presentation. But it's interesting because I'm too close to it to know what a beginner or an intermediate person knows or doesn't know. And so that's the thing is I remember being the beginner part of my business and wondering, like, what was I supposed to do to make my marketing work? And so today I bring you a different sort of episode, one where I lay a few cards out on the table um, and kind of show you what we did last year. And one marketing effort failed spectacularly, (laughs) and the other one worked, and I was shocked. And so I'm going to share a little bit of what I learned from those two experiments, and that's kind of what I'm calling them is... I think it's important in business to experiment. Obviously, we have to take calculated risks, but if we can take experiments and measure the results, then we know, okay, is this something that we need to tweak next time? Is it something that we should replicate exactly like we did last time? Or um, do we need to scrap it? And so, like, for example, one of the We run this workshop. This is like a bonus. This wasn't even in the plan in my outline, but we run this content repurposing workshop and it's one of my favorites. We have one coming up. You should register. And we have kind of cracked the code in a way on how to market that. And we've done it successfully a few times. But one time we marketed it and only one person showed up. And that was just a reminder of like, okay, what what happened? Why didn't people show up for that one? And we determined that that was more of a timing issue, um, not necessarily a marketing issue. And because of that, we've just been more careful about when we schedule that workshop. So that's an example of tweaking. Bonus example, I guess. <laughs> Here's one that we scrapped. Um, so earlier last year, Roger, my husband, had a brilliant idea. Um, He's really passionate about serving people in the trades. Um, And especially it comes from we have had to hire a few different tradesmen to work in our home. And 
it is impossible to find good websites. And so here's the predicament is we had to figure out messaging wise, all right, how do we sell a website when people can get like a free Google page? Like what's better about having a one page WordPress page? Like what or website, what should the website contain? How can we make it affordable for these people? And will they buy it? And so we figured out the messaging. The messaging is amazing. And we have gotten a few clients um, through the trades website. However, then we were like, okay, let's go big. Like, let's take this to the masses. <laughs> um, and so we like figured, okay, like, would social media ads work? And we had the question, like, how much time do these trades people spend on social media? Are they thinking about work when they're on social media? And while this is like a very blanket statement and like a stereotype, I was thinking of like our ideal customer as this like uncle. <laughs> like if I had an uncle who is in the trades, does he really spend time on social media? And so our ideal customer, I figured, you know what? I don't actually think that they do. Maybe I was wrong, you guys. I don't know. We haven't gone to the social world to see, but we figured, hey, what about a mailer? All of these people have addresses. Why don't we find them? And let's target like three sectors. So I think if I remember right, we targeted plumbers and HVAC people, and we picked three different cities. And so guys, there are good ways to buy lists. We did not. For one, because I was wary of like how old lists are whether people have actually consented, um, whether like the lists would actually work. Some of the lists that we could have bought were really expensive. And so we figured, hey, let's this first time like work as a team to mine addresses and find the people. Like let's actually like go search. I think one of them was like plumbers in Cincinnati and find the ones who have like listings on Angie's List or Google My Business, but don't have websites or their websites are really bad. And so we like actually did this manual process and we figured out, all right, who is a good candidate? And so we actually almost handpicked our ideal customers. So uh, it took a while. It might not have been like the best use of my team's time looking back on it, but we figured, hey, we send a thousand of these out, we get 10 of them to come back, like that's like a 1% return and that would pay for everything. Guys, we sent these postcards out and they were really good postcards and nobody, nobody took us up on the offer. We even had like a hurry up discount now, etc. And so this is the thing, you guys, I am not a direct mail expert. Like if somebody comes to me and says, hey, we want to do a direct mail campaign, I will say, hey, that's great. Here's a design. I don't know what's going to happen next <laughs> because we tried it. And I know that there are people who are direct mail experts, like guys, for the amount of junk mail that we get, and maybe you get, 
people wouldn't be sending direct mail out if it didn't work on some level. So it works. Did it work for us? No. Will I try it again? Unlikely. (laughs) Um, And so instead, we've looked for different ways to reach the trades community. And so P.S., if you know a tradesperson who wants a one-page website that actually sells, let me know because we have a really great offer. (laughs) Maybe we'll actually get a client out of our podcast instead of through our direct mail campaign. So now for something amazing. Um, I don't want to leave you all on like, hey, let's tweak things or let's scrap things. But what about when things work? How do we make them work better? So background story is that Stratos has never done a Black Friday sale. Part of it is because we're a service-based business. We don't really have something that we can say, hey, you get like, we could say like, hey, you get 10% off of a first month. But like we want our clients to get good products. And so that just doesn't work with our business model. And so we created a product, though, this year that is purchasable. And what I mean by that is that it is a set product. It is not a, like, it is a service-based product because we do the work, but then we give you the end result. And the ongoing engagement is us just helping you use it. And so what that is, is I've mentioned it before, but it is our social media toolkit. You get, I think... 12 to 24 graphics with it. You get a whole bunch of captions and then a whole bunch of content stuff that you can work with so that you, it's basically a toolkit that we create for you so you can DIY your own social. Works awesome. Our clients who have it love it. And it has been so helpful. And so what we've done is for Black Friday, we decided that we would give it at a discount. We reduced it by, I think, five, seven hundred bucks, and we sold it on our website, on WooCommerce, which is a shop. We created a huge marketing campaign for it, social media posts. We created emails that would go out. One of my favorite things that we did is that we, like, told people ahead of time, like, hey, we're going to do this, so, like... FYI, and the sale starts on this date. What I like about that is that it was still 1200 bucks, I believe, for people to buy. So it wasn't cheap. Like, it's not like go to Target and get like a $5 item. It was still an investment. And so we gave people a heads up so that as they were planning like their business purchases for Black Friday, they knew ahead of time that this was coming. And so we put it all on. What I love about our system is that we kind of just put it all on auto drive or automatic. We had our posts scheduled. We had our emails scheduled. For us, it felt like we were nagging people, but we used like very specific like subject lines that people knew like this was our Black Friday sale. So they could delete it if they did not want the Black Friday sale. So that was another tip that we used and that I think worked really well. And so the first day of the sale, we actually got a purchase. And I walked around my house and was like, oh my gosh, somebody purchased from us. Guys, (laughs) I was surprised that our own marketing worked. And Roger, my husband, was like, "Um, you're a marketer. Why are you surprised that it worked? I don't know why. But guys, it felt so good 
to be like, hey, we did this campaign. It worked. I have seen this with clients dozens of times and it worked. How I believed that like my marketing wouldn't work is just baffling to me. We also did and like obviously like the sale only lasted for a certain days. We also limited the amount of toolkits that we were going to sell partially because our own team workload. We were like, how many can we realistically do? But then also that created like this scarcity aspect. And so we had 10 that were going to be available. Two were purchased by the time the weekend was over. I was surprised, enormously pleased, if I'm totally honest. Um, And so it was so fun to see something work. And I think it all goes back to the fact that we are so close to our own businesses that at times we don't expect things to work because we're like, well, do people really want it? Like, if it's on sale, will it be more likely that people will buy it? And so I was really, really happy that in this case it worked. Oh, one other thing that I think did help is that one of the persons who bought it, they emailed me with questions. And so granted, like normally I would take the whole Thanksgiving weekend off, but I was like, hey, I really want this to work and I would really like to make an extra 1200 bucks. And so I got on my computer and recorded a Loom video walking her through it. And so that was really cool because all of her questions could have been explained simply by giving her access and an inside view to what we were offering. Um, And so it's been cool because now it's something that we have on our list to do for our landing page and say, hey, and this goes to like, if you have heard me talk about They Ask, You Answer, the book by Marcus Sheridan. She asked a question, I had the answer, and I made that into a piece of content that now lives on the landing page for future people who have the same question. I know doing like a video walkthrough is not a great option for everybody, but in this case, it was a great option for us, got us another sale, and has helped us create more content accordingly. So here's my wrap-up, I guess. I've shared three different stories, marketing that we needed to tweak, marketing that we needed to scrap, marketing that worked, and we're excited to expand it in the future. Okay, but let's talk about like what it means to do an experiment. We had those three examples, but let's be honest, they all required pre-work that required investment, both time and monetary. And so for each of those, we made calculated decisions about how much time it would take. Um, And so some of those are technically losses. In my brain, it's not really a loss because we learned a lot. But financially, I had to pay people for their time, especially that address mining. Like that was like a huge waste of time. Don't follow my example, you guys. But that's the thing is if you are risk averse, You might say, hey, I already know what's working. Let's keep on doing what's working. But that's how you're going to become stagnant. So take a few risks here and there that you are willing to take and try out some new things. If you are more like if you have extra cash to invest or if you have some extra time, then maybe you want to take on a bigger risk. But again, here's what I would say is don't take any of these risks without nailing down your marketing nailing down your messaging, nailing down your strategy. Your strategy may not work. Your messaging may not be right on the mark, 
but get it as close as you can because then you will have a valid experiment to go back and decide, okay, do we need to scrap this? Do we need to tweak it? Or did it work? And let's expand it. And how do we want to expand it? I would love to see us become a business marketing culture of willing to take calculated risks. I meet so many business owners who are um, resistant to that risk. And I get it. I also have experienced loss. But how do we become people who are willing to take these risks, albeit calculated, so that we can see fruition and like growth that comes from those risks? Because that's really how businesses grow. If you're not willing to take those risks, you will become stagnant and you may grow, but eventually you will plateau. So guys, With this new year, I hope that you figure out some risks, figure out some experiments that you're going to take. I would love to hear about them because, one, we all need to have a community that can cheer us on, even in the scary moments of experiments. But also, I want to see, like, hey, what worked for you? What didn't work for you? I'm happy to share those, too, because as we figure out what has worked, then we can all benefit from it. So... I will see you guys on the flip side. Um, And by that, I mean, you will hear from me on the flip side. But come and visit our social channels so that we can hear a little bit more from you. Friends, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener, we'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>